Hi and welcome to another episode of One and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. So hi guys, how are you today? I'm going to hide this one. <laughs> last podcast for today. Last podcast for the year. 2021. The 23rd. Yeah, it's time flies. Thank God. We all that. had our Christmas parties and all that sort of stuff, done our Christmas shopping. Yeah. Just, just finished today. Just the Christmas parties or the Christmas shopping? Uh, Which one? Both. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no. I've shopped for everyone except Luang. He's getting nothing <laughs> this year. The Christmas shopping finished today. Thank the awesome. Lord. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. Today's, today's, um, uh, topic is what's the real meaning of Christmas? What's the truth? Who gives a shit? What wine did you bring, Louise? All <laughs> <laughs> right, so right into the wine. I don't give a, <laughs> This is this is uh, the, Grinch, the Grinch is out. The Grinch is talking. No, nah, we're playing for sheep stations. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm going last, so you guys feel free to. No, I called you out. I don't care that you called. Well, me. we'll go with the two. The two who didn't give a shit this week, Thomas. Right, what did you bring? Uh, yeah. I have a, a Tyrol Chardonnay. Oh, you really didn't give a shit. <laughs> you really didn't give a shit. <laughs> I just, I, I just wanted something refreshing. This, <laughs> listen, if you want to win, you have to. Like <laughs> the Pullmans while we're at it, see if we can get a free couple of nights stay. <laughs> Uh, good. <laughs> all good, all good. I actually went. Um, I went white. Cam, you'll be proud of me, mate. That's a Piccadilly. This is a ca- Californian. Uh, oh, I already had it, Robert mate. You're Harvey. disqualified. I've had that. No, no. This is the this is the 2019. We had the 2018 and a half. And <laughs> we didn't have the 2000. <laughs> you so, and I. We- we don't have to worry, all right, Chris. You and I, we are out of the competition this week. This is a no. tiebreaker. It's going to be between Cam and Louise. So let's have a hang on, hang on. I just want to. Wine. I just so want to have. Better. I just want to see who the biggest grub is. I know Chris's wine's about twenty-two dollars from uh, Liquorland. Thomas, mine is probably something like eight dollars from. Uh, <laughs> no, it's eighteen, it's 18 dollars from uh, Celebration. Oh, Thomas wins the tight ass competition. No, I just want. Yes, I just, I just want the pay to be even bigger for the the, the, the lose between you and Louise, man. That's all right. Uh, that'll be Cam, just so you know. All right, okay, all right. So let's let's have a look at uh, Louise. What's what's your bottle? Okay. So, guys, I have a McGuigan, The Philosophy, Ooh. 2013. So this is a Cab Sav, which is a 60-40 um, split um, from the Eden and Clare Valley. Now, my story... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Cab Sav. Yeah. And what's the second grade then if it's 60-40? Um, well, when I was doing my research, it said 60 cab and 40 uh, Shiraz. Oh, okay. Cabs up Shiraz. Okay. Yeah. So 
I went into Dan Murphy's up here in Port and I said, help me, please. I have to win. <laughs> I said, the limit is $100. So he was literally, this guy was amazing. He was pulling every bottle off the shelf. He was running back and forth to the computer for me. He was doing all his research and he found this bottle. Now, this bottle retails for $150. No, 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 but wait, but wait, but wait. I ain't going out like that. I ain't going out like that. I ain't going out like that. I ain't going out. I ain't going out like that. It's a Cypress Hill song. I'm going to play it. We ain't going out like that. No, I'm not listening. You can't get a $50 discount on a bottle of wine. You can't yell over the top of me. Shut up. Listen. We ain't going out like that. And you got a discount and you openly said, I got a discount, blah, blah, blah. So I said, $10. Shh. I'm a girl. Maybe I can get better discounts than you. I don't know. Better negotiator, mate. Better negotiator. But listen, I brought the receipt just to prove. I ain't going out like that. <laughs> you are going out like that. You are going out like that. So yeah. here's the thing. I bought a bike once and the bike cost $1,000. Anyway, and I had permission to spend $600. So in the bike shop, I said to the bloke, look, can I give you $400 in cash? And we'll keep it between oh, me and you. And can you do me a receipt for $600, please? So I've had a $600 bike. Price reduced by $51. That is fucking horseshit. Well, read it right there. But listen, it's the, the truth of the matter is. Luang. No, no, no. Ken, shut up and let me finish because you'll change your mind in a second. It was the last bottle in the shop. Okay. So it was actually reduced to $105. And I said to him, I can't buy that because it's over our limit by $5. I said, unless you're nice enough to give me a $5 discount. And he said, I'll give you a $6 discount. But reality is the bottle was retailing. Oh, I'm going to get a beer. So, <laughs> so <laughs> if I don't win with this, if I don't win with this, I don't know how else to win. That is absolute horseshit. I'll send you the receipt. It's going to be hard to beat a $150 bottle. I can't do it. There's no point. I might as well go and get a beer. Uh, you, we'll get on the Jack Daniels. I'll tell you what I really think. Let's have a look at your bottle, Cam. Anyway. Come on, come on big dog. Well, I didn't ask anybody for help because I'm a strong independent male and I don't need help, right? Okay. I can open a jar of salsa. <laughs> so can I. So... This is an Aroha Aroha, from the Tamuna Martingborough single vine uh, vineyard in New Zealand. It's a 2012. I thought it was was a Shiraz. Turns out it's a Pinot. And it didn't cost $150. It came out of the special fridge in Dan Murphy's, but... My son, to his credit, put up with 45 minutes of me scanning bottles and he said, Dad, if you don't get out of here soon, I'm going to, yeah. you know what. So this is a legitimate $100 bottle, $99.95 from the Craggy Range. It's a New Zealand Pinot, which you can't beat. And I think, look, clearly she's cheated and she'll win and whatever. Oh. So far to win this, so, so far, no, listen, so far to okay. win this round, I've had to get, so far for Louise, for you to win this round, I've had to get disqualified 
twice and you've had to buy a $150 bottle of wine. So, look, if you're going to take some solace in that victory, good on you, but it feels a bit hollow to me. Anyway, Aroha means means love, which I have none for you at the moment, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, It's our last one of the year. And, look, the powers that be will make their decision. I know it's going to go so against me. When we say the powers and, that um, be, when we say the powers that be, are we having the Jeff on today, Thomas? I'm sorry. Are we having the Jeff on today? I'm uh, not so sure. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, he was very aggressive last week. The Jeff. I don't okay. know. You, you, well, you, you draw the best out of him. Hey, listen. <laughs> we we we're going to have to really uh, make a decision at the end. I'm I'm already I've already uh, got the results. So, but I'm not going to tell yeah, you. I lose. Yeah, can I win? Uh, no, anyway. I've this brought the highest be, rating white wine is, and the highest rating Pinot. So I reckon that Chris, this is going to be more controversial than the Formula One crown. So we, we will see in the last lap, and, and we might have to make a decision. I don't know. The steward might have to jump in and have a look because hey, I, I tell you what, Lewis Hamilton will be vote, uh, boycotting the gala if he's go against me, boys. I'm out. One's got one's got to win, or they both lose. If they both lose, we get two bottles. All right, Chris, we might have to come to that conclusion, but we make the decision at the end of this podcast. Okay. Yeah. okay. Pour on. Let's go. Into the Christmas tea. Here we go. We've done before. Someone said a precedence by already doing this. Same You're thing. kidding, Louise. I'm not. I'm deadly serious. Let's go back and watch it. You did it. It was you. And actually, we've, we've all done discounts. We've all done discounts. I'll say that. 50, 50 fucking dollars, Chris. 50 fucking dollars, mate. Lou's got a point. Lou's got a point. Somebody else did it. And I think it was you, Ken. It was Ken. $50. You started, Lee Hoang. You started it. I'll tell you, you started it. Yeah, Luang Luang started it. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Luang started it, which means he can't vote for me, so I'm screwed. But that's all right, Lou. You're you're the one I buy you is going to be extra special. Oh yeah. Where's it coming from? from? Yeah, exactly. It'll have plenty of special sauce on it. Don't worry. <laughs> anyway, everyone's got their wine. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Merry, Christmas. Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. You cheap pricks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we have to bring in an adjudicator like Veronique or something. I don't know. Oh, no, she's not voting for me either. It'd be all woman power. I'm sick of oh, Jesus. Why don't we go public vote? Public vote via Facebook. We're on the Facebook. Yeah, it's one of poles. Oh, it's very Maybe good, though. That. It's very good for a hundred dollar bottle of mine. So Mate, New Zealand, you can't be the Pinot out of New Zealand. Jesus, Lou, fill your glass up next time. <laughs> well, just put a straw in the bottle, love. <laughs> I didn't think that you could have a Pinot that old. Wow, that's amazing. How old? But, um, I'm, I'm pretty. Isn't it? Yeah, 2012. Yeah. Wow. I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty impressed. I got my hopes up. I had a 4.6 that I pulled out, and I'm like, oh, we're on a winner. And then I did a bit more research. I had the wrong year. So um, that'll get you every time. It was a Grant Burge. It was, I could have, and look, hey, credit to me. I could have sent Charlotte the wrong picture and said, oh, none of you blind bastards would have seen what year I was floating around. But you know what? I didn't. Lou, on the other hand, just give me $50 off a bottle. Integrity. 
you can't. You know what doesn't make sense about your waste. story? When there's one bottle left, why do they have to give you a discount? I tried to buy an exercise yeah. bike. I tried to buy a bike, another bike. This is a different bike. And I went up and he goes, what are you looking for? I said, a mountain bike for a fat bastard. And he I said, and you're upset. So you're attacking me. He brings the bike out and I go, what's your best price? He said, mate, I've sold 900 bikes this week. I don't have to give you anything. That's the price. And then I said, well, can you jump the bike? He said, no. And I said, well, I want a bike that can jump. He said, well, the bike can jump, but you can't. You're too fat. You shouldn't be on it. <laughs> you know what? And I still bought the bike, this time without a dodgy receipt. Louise, you ask for a bike, When you ask for a bike with a, for a fat bike, I thought he'd bring you out a wheelchair or something. As they said in the... Uh, as I said in the Little Rascals, Louise, you are the scum between my toes. All right. <laughs> well, I can't produce a fake Dan Murphy's receipt, just so you know. It's time. Oh, mate, dude, there's fake vaccination certificates. They can be a fake Dan Murphy. <laughs> well, if you didn't set a precedence, maybe I wouldn't have done it. But because you'd done it first, I realized, well, hang on, if he can, I can. So, so anyway, Chris, if you were to ask me what the meaning of Christmas is right now, I'm thinking of cheat. I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay. I'm thinking underhanded. I'm thinking Grinch. I'm thinking who ruined Christmas? Louise did. I'm thinking. Do you know what? But listen, if you actually let me talk for a second, one consolation. You here talk is- for a lot of seconds for someone who says, if you let me actually talk for a second. <laughs> you really do talk a lot for someone who apparently. Doesn't talk. Listen, right? listen, quickly before we talk again. One fatal error I may have made is. I said to the guy, you do the research quickly because you've got the computer, the service is really bad. So you needed a guide, just to be clear. Yeah. And um, anyway, I walked out of the shop where I actually had service and I jumped on Vivino and I couldn't see it rated on Vivino. So I was like, there's my downfall. Maybe it's not even being rated. So I've just spent this money on this wine, thinking it's a good bottle and it might not even rate. So shut up, Cameron. Let's just see what happens at the end. Gonna be hard though. I'm telling you now. Even the look of the bottle looks expensive. I'm up against it, bro. Not only was it, it was I couldn't work out why my Shiraz was in a fridge, and then I worked it out today to a Pinot. And then I even I even brought it home and went, fuck, even though this was Shiraz, it was in a fridge at Dan, so I better put it in the fridge. I'm glad I did because otherwise, my eight nine year old Pinot. Who has a nine year old Pinot? I'm the winner for actually putting some effort in. Uh, let, me, let, me say, let me say, and then we're going to have to get into the subject, but one of the uh, websites that you guys, or one of the app or website, scored both of you 4.4. So this is going to be very, very close. We will see it. Interesting. So, if you spend an extra 50 and still lose, you are, you are, you just are. That is going to be... Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Whoa. I can sing all day. And so this is Christmas. Wait till you get there. What have you done? Another shit wine and another one to come. And so happy Christmas. Uh, I hope you had fun. I'm so glad you're a good real estate. You're still a loser. (laughs) And Wilson still won. (laughs) Have a merry, merry Christmas. I could go on, people.
Is uh, anyone home at your place? The kids are off the internet, so I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing with two rocks and a stick. and <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make fire. Uh, getting right. a guitar for Christmas. I'm back. I'm back. All right. A little bit. A little bit. Nothing, nothing serious. They're all ridiculous songs. All right. All right. Topic. Let's get into it. Topic. Christmas, obviously, gifts, isn't it? That's all about gifts. So it's about consumerism. It's about a de- oh, consumerism. I said capitalism. He got consumerism. We got big words. Big words. Yeah, it's about putting a dent in a bank account. It's about trying to teach your kids not to be entitled. And this year it's going to be all about COVID because we are in a world of shit by the look of it. So what? But I tried to. <clears throat> I've asked myself every day for a week what is the meaning of Christmas, and it's changed every day. I really haven't come up with a. It depends whether you're a kid. It depends whether you're 90 years old. It depends whether you're a parent with three kids. It depends whether you're religious because the birth of Christ, you know. But I saw a joke today that said, everyone, when you're shopping today, please be kind to the shopping attendants because it's not their fault that you waited till uh, Mary's water broke before you went shopping. (laughs) (laughs) So apart from consumerism, as Thomas said, and capitalism, as I I think, and the dent in the bank account, I've really got no idea what it means. You know, but on, on get together that, with on family, that, but you end up fighting with them by the end of the day. You, on that you, thought process, though, when you say you know capitalism and consumerism, is that is that your thought process on what society sees Christmas as, or is that your personal opinion of what Christmas is? About? No, I think that's just what it is. I mean, we. We we talked about the rock. I, I just made a joke about a rock and a stick. Like, like I sit there on Christmas Day now and get disgusted by my own kids just unwrapping presents and throwing them to the side and saying, "What's next?" What's because next? the expectation and the is so sky high. Like, so, what about for you guys? I mean, I, I know that we always look ex- on the outside world and what everything is, you know. In society, and I, I agree with you to you two. That's where society has pushed Christmas on this this big uh, capitalist sort of money grab, um, and they're doing it with Valentine's Day and Halloween and and so many other holidays, you know, that really aren't even our holidays. But um, and I don't think any of us would disagree with that's what we see happening in the society in general, right? But what on a on a on a personal on a family level is that your, your your concept of christmas or you look at christmas a little bit differently oh no my concept of christmas is i'm, I'm gonna lose money <laughs> so that's a concept. i've seen it bro i saw this guy three days ago sit there with secret santa and go don't like your secret santa of course we're going to know who's where the presents come from and then he just started to eat halfway through the present giving right so when Thomas pretends to be the Grinch, he's the actual Grinch on this fucking podcast, right? I thought I was a Grinch, but I've never seen a bloke just go, nah, and start eating while everyone else is trying to get into the, right start to get into the Christmas cheese. So I 100% believe that all Thomas thinks it's for is a dent in his wallet. The only difference between Christmas and the... The only difference between Christmas and the Black Friday sales is normally you've got to work on Black Friday. So the difference with Christmas is you all get to sit around a table and gluttonize together. We gluttonize with food. We gluttonize with gifts. Then someone gets the shits because they've had too much to drink and they fight with the in-laws and then we all go home and go, fuck, I'm never doing Christmas there again. And But I think 
for me, it's the only time of year I get off, right? So it, it really is the only couple of days where I get to chill. So most of my time is thought of avoiding yeah. phone calls. Yeah. I mean, I see my kids and my family every day. So <laughs> Christmas, I get to not pick up the phone and not get in trouble for it. And what a horrible way to think, right? <laughs> anyway, Cam, in uh, one minute, has encapsulated the entire meaning of Christmas. Thank, Thank you. you. Podcast. We see you next. Oh, just before Lou cut me off, if I let anyone else talk, I just didn't want to. So, so what do you think, Lou? Um, look, my kids call me the Grinch, um, and I don't. I, think, I can see that. I can. I, I think. You know, I think it depends on how you experienced Christmas as a kid and growing up, and what other you know, like. When I was really young, Christmas was a big thing and like we all celebrated it. My nan particularly would buy everybody presents and there'd be thousands of presents. But as I got older, having divorced parents, you know, you're sort of, you're jumping from one house to Two another. Christmases! Yay! Fighting over who's going where and when. And then as you get older and then you have your own kids, you know, then it's Christmas Day for us, What like for when my kids were young particularly, it was spent driving to about five different households. So Christmas for me was, it was enjoyable, but it was also frustrating. It wasn't really like, and and it was just, you know, it, it, nice, but it wasn't relaxing and it wasn't a break. And it wasn't just, just spent with your own little immediate family. Everybody wanted to see the kids, of course. And, you know, so my kids call me the Grinch because I don't think we put up a Christmas tree in about 10 years. Um, and, you know, wow. Yeah, well, well, each to their own, but you know, I they, blow up, I blow up because Crystal wants to put it up in November, and I'm like, nah, back that. But December, I'll allow it, I'll allow a Christmas tree in December. Yeah, well, this is the thing, it was always who's going to take it down and who's going to pack it away and all the rest of it. But you know, we try and celebrate, we make a point of always being together, and I think it's more about being with family and spending time together, it's not necessarily about the gifts. Um, I think it's more about just being together and, but it is hard for some people too, because sometimes for some people, it's the saddest day of the year, you know, yeah. so. It's going to be a very depressing podcast if none of us like Christmas. You know, I'll, I'll flip on the other side, guys. I'll tell you now, I love Christmas. I absolutely love it. And I, I was thinking about this like you came all week going, you know, how can you explain Christmas? And for me, it's, uh, I, I picked the word, it's an amplifier. And it's an amplifier, whether it's a negative emotion for you or a positive one, it yeah. brings that out. Yeah. And um, for me, Christmas was always a fantastic time of the year. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and we, I grew up in a very religious family. So it was church on either Christmas Eve or Christmas morning and, um, uh, you know, the, the presents under the tree and um, Christmas carols with the family before Christmas mass and, I still do that with the kids and Rita now. It's an exciting time and um, I love it. Mm. It's, I love Christmas. And I sort of look at it, a lot of people, and I think to myself, well, well, why don't we do it more often during the year and not the present giving, just the, the family side of it, the, the togetherness. Like, uh, you know, I'm having to catch up with you guys and after Christmas and so forth. I think we give ourselves time to pause, to, to pause our, our, our lives, our work, our work lives, um, so that we can celebrate our live lives. And we actually give ourselves permission to do that in, and because society says it's okay to do. 
Mm. Society says, all right, guys, if you want to celebrate it, now's a great time. Um, yeah, everyone switches off. There are those, obviously, that do have to work, whatever that employment may be. But I think it's a very, very good time for a lot of people who enjoy Christmas to have that. Um, unfortunately, there are families that don't sort of uh, operate as well as each other, like you, you, you said, Cam. Um, I, I don't think there's all that, any family that doesn't have a little bit of angst in there. But for me, I absolutely love Christmas, mate. Love I think, it. mate, congratulations to you for finally putting some thought into a podcast. The last year, one of the year, I mean, why not? But amplify is a great word for it. It really is. If the low, One of the lowest points in my life was a Christmas day just after me and my ex had broken up and um, we, had, we had a son together. And um, so I was single. I didn't have him with me and I drove through Macca's drive-thru for Christmas breakfast and Christmas lunch and it was the lowest I've ever felt mm. in my life and I remember going to pick Jack up that afternoon and the, like obviously the energy was palpable because my ex's old man said to me listen you don't ever have to be alone you can come and have lunch with us but it was it was I, I still remember that and that was well Jack's 14 now so that was Christmas 13 years ago I'm driving through Macca's drive-thru going what the fuck is going on in life you know so yeah. for all the people who love it there's just as many people as as i think Absolutely. lou touched on and you where it is amplifies a perfect word for it mate if if life's good and amplifies a good if if you yeah. perceive life to be not so good then it's a horrible yeah. day horrible day yeah. i looked into it a little bit further about because they say the holiday blues holiday depression there's suicide <laughs> rates there's this myth that the suicide goes up during the holiday season and so forth. And I looked into it because I wanted to see if that is some, you know, credit behind it. And actually it's, it's, it's not credible. So while people may feel a little bit down, like you did, fortunately it doesn't increase suicide rates or anything like that, which, it, which, which is a good thing. Um, but I think it, it, it allows people. That's who, Christmas day though, mate. Like you do that and they go, Oh, it's not too many people killed. Uh, it's over a period. Oh. That, that, the studies that I looked at were over a period, like over a couple of week period during. Yeah, the that's what I was saying. The way I was feeling that day, I mean, I've got no surprise if people would feel like that and then three weeks later, three weeks later, blow their head off because they hadn't recovered from it, you know? Like, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but, you know, it gives, I think it gives people the opportunity that, that have a great Christmas to, to be able to reach out like someone did to you, Cam, to say, well, come, come and join us. I, I know that... Um, We've got the community Facebook group group in Sutherland two two three two. Someone's put a, a Facebook page out said if you're going to have Christmas alone, we'd love to have you at our place. Just send me a message. Let's have a chat, and we want you to come over. And I thought that was absolutely fantastic. And if if Christmas is it to me is about anything, it's about that giving sort of side of things. Yeah. Um, give your time. You, you don't have to give presents. Well, you know society has pushed us that way. Give your time, give your love. So why is it joy. then? Why is it that people who are feeling bad feel worse on Christmas? What emphasis? What is, is the meaning? It comes back to what the meaning of Christmas is, right? So what what meaning has been attached to Christmas that means that people who are doing it tough do it tougher on that day and people who are doing it great do better on that day? What is it, TL? I think, oh, well, you go. He's just very quiet there. He's doing a lot of nodding and head shaking. So. Oh, well, I, 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 I personally, for me, Christmas is... Is about spending money, right? It's so I, I can't join you guys. You I know? haven't spent any money because on you, mate. Having, so it's okay. Because I'm having a good time. So I, I think I, I just let you talk. I'm, I I like to be a spectator today. So, Louise, <laughs> Thomas, can I ask that? Thomas, can I ask, growing up, did you guys in Belgium, it, it, like you're in a 
in a, in a different country from your origins and your family has different traditions and so forth. Did you celebrate Christmas growing up? Absolutely. We, we did Christmas. And back in those days, mate, uh, my first year, I had uh, 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 football and I had a, a little car. And uh, man, that was a gem. And you can't drive and you can't do sports. So that fucking might be a brownie for you, mate. Yeah, That's I know, good. I know. But it, do you know, it, I, I'm just thinking, I've never seen, and, and the more the, the, the kids uh, are growing, the more I see them like putting so much focus onto Christmas. And I'm just thinking, what if we forget about Christmas? But what if we, we take all of that budget that we put on and all that we do is to give each other a present one day of the month, each month of the year? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be the spirit that we want? Because I, I, I don't mind the spirit. I think that this, it's the spirit of family, it's the spirit of of, uh, of of thinking about being with each other, but you know, I, I, why why does it have to be sixteen presents in in, in just that one day? Since you broke for January, February, then you're on that conveyor belt where you now have to make money, and as you make money, you have to put aside. You, and most people don't don't, but then by about November, now they are starting to just. Uh, focus on getting the gift, but because I haven't put money on the side, now the credit card uh, uh, are being used. Banks are loving it. It's a bit like you know uh, Valentine's Day. That was it was it was simply run and created by Hallmark. They they wanted to create sell more cards, and 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 that's all they did. And now every year it's 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 just a con. And and I'm just thinking, are we really teaching our children the right thing that? That one day of the year, that moment in the year, let's focus on our elderly. And really, sometimes I ask my children, New Year, have you have you spoken to your grandparents who are isolated? Have you have you called your grandparents? And, and all I get sometimes is, oh no, I haven't been too busy. Yeah, I get it. And, and so that's why I don't know. Now, to answer Cam, yeah, we, we, we had our, our Christmas party and we do a Kris Kringle thing, apparently. I mean, I, that, that's another part of Christmas that I didn't eat. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I don't mind doing this, but when I heard there was a budget, I went, stop the budget. But if, if I have this person, I'll have this. Because the problem with Kris Kringle in the end, especially in the company, is that in the end, because you have that, the focus is how do I spend now that kind of money and make people laugh, right? And so that's that ends up being used on how to insult a colleague and tell a colleague something that you can tell him face to his face. And then company gets low suit all that stuff. I don't like it. I, I go, if I, I, I got one person, mate, I couldn't care less about the point budget. of the budget is to not make anyone feel inferior, mate, because there's people who can't afford to spend the money they spend. That's why the budget comes in. Like, and they, then they shouldn't meet Chris Kringle. Right? Mm. Yeah. I, I spent exactly $30 and my person who vomits a lot when they're drunk and in a car got some car sickness tablets and a bottle of passion pop. So I done, I done perfectly well. I, I used it in the spirit. I like you one month. Mate, I like my, I love your idea of one month, one day a month because my uh, six-year-old wrote a list for Santa that had 12 gifts on it. 12 at six years old. So that's perfect for me, mate. One a month, done. You know what? Yeah, that's right. So what about teaching our kids one day a month? Think of your elders. I mean, I think it's a disgrace. I'm just wondering, especially with COVID the last two years, how many of our kids really made the time to Zoom or FaceTime their grandparents? So the problem comes in and we tried to address it 
I think two years ago I'd finally had enough and it was when my kids literally sat there and ripped open presents and just chucked them and said, what's next? They were the words that came out and, you know, Chris and I had a chat and we're like, how do we fix this? Because this isn't right. This isn't the kids I want. This isn't the, the entitlement I want. And we, we still haven't really come up with a solution, but it, the solution has been one decent gift, what whatever that is, one, one well, big big thing and then and then but you know who we had to rein in see what see if i take my eldest son and that's why i was joking with lou about two christmases my eldest son has two christmases but he also then has a christmas with his um grandparents on that side and his grandparents on this like he gets four do you know what i because I experienced exactly the same thing a few years ago, like I'm probably talking four years ago, five years ago now. I actually found a Christmas present that hadn't even been opened that I bought one of my sons under his bed like 10 months later. And I thought, oh, my God, what is this? So from that day on, every Christmas after that, up to COVID, instead of buying them presents, we went on a family holiday. So it was about making memories and spending time together. But you know what I thought was really, really lovely? Um, my kid's grandmother on on their dad's side, she actually um, sent them all an email uh, a couple of days ago and said, look, um, you know, I'd like to buy you something. I'm not gonna get to see you all for Christmas, but what I would like to do is I, I'm sending you a catalog of all these gifts for the children overseas. And I want you to choose a gift for a child and that'll be given to the child overseas. So like, for example, $40 meant a hundred meals or $25 for- Is carry on overseas? Can you send me some food stamps? <laughs> no, but I thought it was really nice because my kids, my kids actually thought it was really nice as well because they said, well, you know, like, you know, there's not much that kids need these days. You know, there's it's pretty simple to keep a kid happy these days. But, you know, the whole thought behind it and what their man was doing was really nice. And I thought, wow, that's really something special and teaches them a nice lesson as well. It's not about just saying it's Christmas and what are you getting me? Okay, fine, it's Christmas. And what you were going to give me, I'm happy to give to another kid who may not get anything, you know. So it's awesome, but how do you do that with a ten-year-old, right, or or a six-year-old? Well, We've had to rein in the grandparents. They've had to have some serious chats, and one's listened and one hasn't. And the one that has is now combined. So when the Christmas, when the presents are under our tree, there's a similar amount of presents that was always under our tree, but now it's come from four different people instead of those four different people buying fifteen things each because it was becoming an absolute bath, like an absolute joke and then everyone wants to especially the grandparents want to be the be the it one and not sometimes it's it on the competition which is really that's when it hits that really next level of battle. well there's a bit of that in our world because there's a bit of jealousy between the two would be because of geographical reasons yeah. and and yeah. See, economical the reasons and all that stuff so yeah, yeah. But it's a it's a it's a huge problem and that we've talked many times on this podcast about the entitlement of the new generation. We only got ourselves to blame and Christmas is one of the reasons it's just write write your list for Santa and it's got 36 things on it. And who wants to be the one that doesn't buy all 36 things, you know? Yeah. It's like what Chris was saying though. Like it's the one time. Not that Santa, Santa, sorry. Who who wants to be the one that tells Santa not to bring those 36 things for anyone who's listening. Yeah. You're going to have to stop interrupting man. Louise was speaking. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I just wanted to make sure it was Santa that was doing it, not 
That's okay. But um, like what you were saying, Chris, society accepts that you actually stop and pause and enjoy the day and it's allowed and no one questions it and whatever else. But it's almost like, why do we wait to that one day? Why don't we do it monthly? It's the same as why do we wait till someone's sick before we actually tell them how much they mean to us? And why do we wait till, you know, a deathbed? A deathbed, yeah. Or why do we wait until something really tragic happens in someone's life before you sort of actually step up and be there for them? I blame the Bible. It's funny, they've either got to be sick or we've got to be really drunk. One of the two, we tell everyone we love them, right? Yeah. Um, and we, the Christmas spirit may be blamed for that too. But um, when it comes to kids, I still believe kids need to be kids. And I think yeah. Christmas, they need to experience. And, and guys, I, and I've said it before, I had a great Christmas. I still think kids need to have those, those gifts. But I think, Cam, you're spot on when you say when kids start thinking it's a production line, I, I mean, we really need to rein it in. Um, it's too late like, then, though, isn't it? How do you look? I mean, oh, it doesn't no, mean no, you keep no. it doesn't mean you keep the production line going, but how do you reverse that sense of worth? You know, I, I, and you, you try and say, "Look, kids in Africa have got nothing. You know, people on people are living on freeways in Bangladesh. They don't give a shit." An, an eight year old, an eight year old has no concept of that. They don't like they can't fathom that the depth of that conversation. But what they do is a conversation leading up to Christmas with a list of 16 things. We get taught in goal setting. You know, write your top 10, then narrow it down to your top three. And then pick one that you're really going to make happy. Uh, why can't we do the same thing or take that same concept for a kid that's got a, a goal list with Santa? Saying, mm. here's my list of 24,000 presents. Um, all right, narrow it down to your top three and let's talk about the one you really, really want. I think as parents, we need to take that responsibility. And I know with my kids, it was a huge issue with this. And I had a, like, we, we've had a conversation like, you know, we're going too far. We're going too far for that need of, I don't know, wanting to, I don't know what the need is. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but that need to fulfill our children's lives with a gift during Christmas, which is wrong. Or is it, or is it's it a need to avoid them going, my Christmas wasn't good and you didn't get me what I wanted. And said, no, oh, the best present ever, the best present ever was Isabella last year gave Sebastian a present that was wrapped like a lamp. And he thought he was getting a lamp. But inside that lamp was the actual present she was getting him, but was, which was a T-shirt, a nice T-shirt. But she's wrapped it the shape like a lamp. It was fantastic. But anyway, that was, that was really clever. Creativity at Christmas. Yeah. That's good because I got you a lamp. So what else is Christmas? Because uh, we spoke about kids and, and, and all the gifts. What else is Christmas? For me, for me again, it's reflection because I've lost mum and just now dad a few months back. Uh, so for me, it's reflection and I get quite emotional during Christmas over it, but it, it's a good time to remember them. Yeah. Yeah. If there's any cork in the wine, mate, I'm going to get quite emotional. <laughs> Well, I was, I was speaking to a, uh, a barrister uh, a little while ago, and he said he loves, there's few days that he loves the most, and it is Easter and, and Boxing Day or Christmas Day. And he said he never goes on vacation on, on those kind of days because it's a two days in the, in the year where he gets the most business. And he says family members gather together for a good time, but once they piss, they start punching each other and he gets phone call. He says, even late in the night, just people suing each other in, within the family. So I think that Christmas is also a very, An very- An amplifier. Good That's a lawyer. Chris's word. 
Yes, any, any, anything that is a problem in the family, Christmas will amplify. So do you think this year then, of all years, that'll be lessened? Because I think COVID's been the amplifier for a lot of that stuff already. So yeah. a lot of the issues that normally have to wait until Christmas Day have been sorted out. I mean, I'm only anecdotally only going by the amount of divorces I've had to sell houses for. But um, do you think because we've already been forced into a situation where we've had to have that out this Christmas might be a little bit nicer? I wonder whether by the way, I wonder whether people would go through that, where the divorce would be this high if we actually did a gift a day of each month and have that kind of spirit going. I just, I just wonder. Mm -hmm. I know the yeah, gift I'm after. It's not that hard, or maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe it would be if I got it once a month. So what, what else is Christmas then? I think people have become. I think people have become just from coming out of lockdown from what I've seen some people have forgotten how to be social or how to act socially uh, so maybe coming through this Christmas your mate who's the solicitor he may be getting a lot more business after this Christmas I don't know because from what I'm hearing from some people the the social interaction with humans at the moment is just shit us mm. maybe the other what else Christmas is is a forced a forced social interaction that otherwise wouldn't be there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Maybe. If, if, you know if Christmas again, wasn't if Christmas wasn't the name of the day, would yeah. all these people be sitting around the table together? Mm. You Probably know, and, and as, as you said, like I use the word amplify, I mean, I have a very strong family unit, which is fantastic, two sisters and so forth. And Rita, well, she has family as well. But um, maybe there's some families out there that just hate each other. They feel forced to come together. Yeah. Yeah. How many times do you hear people say, oh, you know, we're going to go here, we're going to go there, and oh, I hate going there, but it's just got to go there for the kids, you know? Like it is forced for some people. It's so you got, an, you got an answer to you. You've asked a question. What's your answer? What else is Christmas? I don't have an answer. I'm just you got asking. an answer. You thought about Because you guys love your Christmas. The only thing I love about Christmas is. It's almost like that. There was a stage. I love Boxing Day, brother. Boxing there was a stage in one of the war. I think it was um, <laughs> where, World War Two, where they called a truce in the yeah, Somme for. And, um, and and I think that that's the same thing for businesses. Is that that's the one time in the year we, where we're all saying, Do you know what, stuff business now. We we're gonna have to just take time off for our family. And in that aspect of Christmas, I like because it means that. Everyone gets to really wind down because there's no, we live in a world that is so competitive. Trying to take less time off is, is better. You know, if you can have less time. We're the first ones back. We're, our office is open the latest. And we're, that was the Battle of the Somme, or one of them was the Battle of the Somme at the Australians and the Germans. And they were allowed to collect their dead and they were agreed that no shots would be fired on Christmas Day. Mm, mm, so that's the only thing I really like about Christmas, which means so maybe families should be saying, "Let's call a truce for this day. <laughs> Let's not, not fire not any shot." Boxing Day is the best day of the year. The cricket starts. You've you've ditched all your family on Christmas Day, and you can just sit back and eat prawns and drink beer and watch cricket. Boxing Day is the best day of the year. This is another thing that I think about for Christmas. It's I think it's a day when you really bankrupt grandparents. Uh, you know, you have five kids, they, ha they each have two or three, 
that three, let's say that's 15 and five, that's 20 presents you have to get. Plus you have to get for this far. So that's 25. It is, it's just huge, you know, mm -hmm. and, and when you have pensioners and many of them are, are on, on the tight budgets, they, and, and we have said it earlier, some of them are judged by that. Oh, did you see? That's all that grandma could give me. And mm -hmm. it, I, I feel that those kind of things happen. But what if the grandparents were smarter? Yeah. And instead of really giving Christmas presents, they go every now and then they surprise one of their grandkids with something. I don't know whether the connection would be very different then. Yeah. And I and I think too, just on what you're saying there, Thomas, I know specifically like for me growing up with my parents being separated, it was a terrible time of year for my mum because having four children, it was the hardest day of the year. And if it wasn't for my grandparents, we wouldn't even have gifts most years. So it can be challenging, like a challenging day for single parents, mm. you know, because, you know, everybody wants to give their kids gifts. And if you can't, you know. All right, guys, anything else about Christmas? I'm going to ask you guys, like, do why, does it write off, why does one day write off a whole month? That's what I want to know. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Oh, bank account, bro. You, you spend the rest of the time trying to recover the zeros that were in your bank account. Yeah, but I'm not talking about like the, the money side of it. Like suddenly we roll into December and it's suddenly like. Everyone winds down. Everybody winds down. and they It's because we do it wrong. The Spanish have got it right. They have a siesta every afternoon. We do it wrong. We do yeah. it wrong. Yeah, I, we, I, we save I, it up for this week. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you, but it's like this one day that's lost all meaning, in my opinion, has writes off a whole month. Because that's the only time. That's why. Because it's the only time anyone gets any time off, and then you, and that's why I'm saying the Spanish have a siesta every day for a reason, right? And they probably get back to work real quick. Like none of us are ready to go back to work the first day that works ready in January. None of us, because we've spent twelve months going. Christmas is coming, I'm going to get a break. Christmas is coming, I'm going to get a break. Christmas is coming, I'm going to get a break. And then two days after Christmas, you're like, fuck, the break's over. I'm not ready. And then, and that's like, I've heard, and that's because we do it wrong. We don't have a break every quarter. We don't have a day every month where we take time to ourselves. We work 60 and 70 hour weeks and then we expect one week of the year to regenerate us and and fucking then we're just back into the same cycle hoping for december right or hoping for july in our case where we usually go away for a week like fuck yeah you know but Chris, christmas for i think males and females and bringing this back to something a little bit different i asked a few people the same sort of question you know what's christmas to you and I've got totally different answers depending on the ladies or the men. And the men, uh, all the ladies were like, I'm a little bit stressed. It's a little bit overwhelming. I've got so much more to do and so forth and so forth. And the guys were like, I'm looking forward to a break. You know, I've got to go and buy a few bottles of, you know, for the friends and for the staff and blah, blah, blah. And it's not so bad. I mean, do, do, we, do we put expectations on those sexes within the household during that period of Christmas shopping. I know I don't do the Christmas majority, some of the Christmas shopping, but the majority of the Christmas shopping I'll leave to the missus, you know, it's uh, do, do, do we do that in all households? I think so. And I, I think if you ask the question in my house, it'd be the opposite. My wife is a, loves it. 
loves Christmas, bro. Anything to do with it, anything at all. I, I changed my why, That's why my I love ways. Your wife. I changed my ways icon to a sleigh and we were driving back from the city the other day and it was the greatest thing ever because on ways my car was a, a sleigh, right? Like, I don't, but me, uh, like, I, and on the other side, I go, someone asked me, what, what do you think of Christmas? If it was any day before pretty much today, like today's the first day where I've gone, well, if you asked me yesterday, I go fuck Christmas, right? But was Crystal's was was Crystal's upbringing, from what I understand, she, she had like a very good Christmas sort of tradition, right? Within her, uh, it was German. They do, they right? do Christmas big, bro. They still Me, do, and that's it. I mean, that's what I had growing up. It was Christmas. Was we did too. No, we had great Christmases, oh, and that's like we get together. With, my mum's side of the family is now seventy-eight people. It wasn't seventy-eight people when I was a kid, but it was still a lot of people. And we just had it. We were supposed to have our family Christmas last Sunday and it got cancelled because someone was a close contact to COVID. But that hasn't – I love Christmas as a kid, but that hasn't reflected – I know that was early in the conversation where we said maybe it, what's on Christmas reflect the okay. kid. It just, I just – all I see is the money going out of the bank account, the kids getting entitled, the the stress that goes on around it because as much as my love – my wife loves Christmas. It's always stressful when we go to leave someone's house too early because you haven't stayed long enough and yeah. family and just bullshit. And I'm like, fuck, if we're just sitting at home with some oysters and prawns and a cart and a beer and a cricket, we're mm -hmm. laughing. That's what I said. The, that was the positive side to this second COVID or the, even the first COVID. It was that having the kids around more, it felt like Christmas Day every weekend. Yeah, there was always something to do with them, you know, and mm. and and I think that this this is what we need to be doing rather than living this kind of social hypnosis where mm. you have to be on that treadmill of when do you work hard to make money to spend to work hard to use credit card to spend. Why don't we just change our ways? And and listen, whether they get fifty thousand presents or just one, it's still Christmas. It still would do all that stuff. But I guarantee you. We most of us wouldn't do it. I have only bought one present uh, this this Christmas, okay? And Thanks, that was buddy. For, and that was for bloody Chris Kringle uh, person. <laughs> and, and, and and it took me forty five minutes because, and I get it. Uh, the, the Christmas thing when you buy a present, you're thinking of the person. You go, would that person like this? Would that person go for that? You know? Oh no. And, and, and you're thinking about, so so I get, but that's the same thing as when you're buying a present for their birthday or you're buying a present at some other time. But it's, you, I, I, I laugh because I escaped that kind of social hypnosis where you have to spend money on that day. And I see people walking around with bags and bags and I, and I sit there and I go, eh, yeah, you're just one of the sheep. You're just one of these pigeons that flock the same direction. I, and the biggest what about, what, about, what about the art of giving? Because I thought that Christmas was about the, 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 the three sage that just came and offered gift. And we spoke about it earlier. When was the last time in our Christmas home we invited someone who had a hard time to just share that meal? Mm, yeah. No one's ever bought gold or frankincense or murder my ass, mate. I don't know. Yeah. Funny story about my Chris Kingle, which I only found out today. The person obviously put a lot of thought and effort in, but unfortunately they bought me the same cologne as my wife's ex-partner. So the first thing she did when she smelled it was went, Frank, 
So <laughs> I've now, Mike, I've got a cologne that smells like my wife's ex No, no, I, I think that we're on. Listen, don't open it and then uh, you, you can pass on the gift, which I believe that. No, no, I opened it and sprayed it all over myself and she what, couldn't keep the, her hands off me. That was the problem. I was like, what's going the, on? The question here? I'd like to ask you guys what's the percentage of gifts that are being passed over or passed on to the next person? Uh, regifting, you mean regifting? Yeah. Rehashed, regift. Sorry, on that, on that last comment, uh, Cam, it'd be frankincense, right? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> the elf still got it. The elf still got it. No, no I'm not a big regifter. I'm not a big regifter. No, me either. Me either. Usually I've tried before I buy it. If I've got to try something out before I really don't like it, and then I'll work I'll something out. Alcohol, you, if someone buys me. Sorry, oh, the grog. No, the grog's easy to re-gift because if someone buys me a bottle of Sav Blanc, for example, instead of Chardonnay, I'm like, well, that's going on to somebody else. You know. That goes to Chris. You know, straight away. Hey, I've got a Shardy today. No, 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 no. The sub sub you, you, uh, you, you will see. You, he's gonna bring a few sub blocks to you. <laughs> Chris is gonna get a sub blanc for. Uh... <laughs> I, I got my my Chris Kingle from one of the other offices got with got chocolate which I don't eat and sub blanc which I don't drink. So they've they've taken. A bit. I, I do a podcast every week where I drink chardonnay, but that's okay. That's all right. The whole hey guys. Let's let, let's have a look at this uh, because we 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 almost at the end of this year here now. Can I just ask you what will be the most memorable moments for you this year? Gosh. Negative or positive? Whatever. Either. I mean, and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be one. You can have two, three, whatever. But. Mine's going to be pretty boring and pretty gay. But I actually got up in a light aircraft. I flew in a plane. And I'm that scared of those things that it was like I was actually shuddering on the lots of things. There's been work and family and all that stuff and COVID and all that stuff. But the thing that I actually stands out is I got up in this tiny little tin box of a plane and didn't die. So I was happy. It doesn't have to be personal, you know. It, it, I mean, yeah. what's yours, Louise? Oh gosh, I'm trying to think back to it's so hard to think back to what has happened this year because they sort of the last few years just blur into one for me. But I don't know, probably losing a man that was that was terrible. But um did I win that award this year? When did we have those awards? I can't even remember. Was it this year that we did the Wiseberry Awards because we couldn't do them? Was that yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, that was said to be on the year when yeah, yeah, I thought it was February. The, the, the three-hour and 80-minute speech he gave, which gave me time to undo all my – take all my clothes off. That was good. I, I remember that. That was memorable. <laughs> oh, no, but that was that was really lovely because that came as a surprise and, and you know, that was that was awesome. But, yeah, a couple of memorable things. Um, yeah, those two stand out, though. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Yeah, well, I would say Dad's passing. That was pretty a pretty big event. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, um, and you know the fact that it happened during COVID, we couldn't celebrate his life. Mm. Um, that was pretty pretty hard. But also for me this year, I've seen the kids grow enormously. Um, Bella in, a, in in her confidence and in her humour, and Sebastian in his drive, and 
He's, he's wanting to be, he's now working part-time at KFC and he's loving it and all that sort of stuff. So I've seen the, the kids grow a lot this year. And I think it was accumulation of last year and this year with the, the, you know, with COVID and so forth and how they, they knuckled down and got through their schooling and they just, they've just grown as amazing young humans. So that's probably the biggest things that I've seen in my life. I thought the leadership conference was good. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was my most memorable moment. Oh, when that, I was touching bike. And, uh, <laughs> that was my yeah. most memorable. <laughs> <laughs> was that your most expensive one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh two. That golf he, game was fantastic. <laughs> people, say, people say to me, like, how, how come you keep on losing weight even in the conference? I, mean, I had a punching bag, <laughs> exercise all day long for three days, but it, you do lose weight. <laughs> Well, we, we, we listen. No, I, I think that the uh, uh, seeing seeing Ken grow this year has uh, has been uh, pretty tough, but it's also been pretty tough on me because the what went no because the, you you at some stage you have to also decide. I mean, do I want to invest those moments into a person who's giving me these kind of roadblocks? Because life is short, and and this year, if if there was a, a Something that I could say is that I really realize that my life will have an end uh, because of all of these things that I went through with specialists. And so you you really now asking yourself all of these little questions like this is the amount of time. Do do I get do I invest into someone to help that person grow? And what if that person is re resisting growth? Am I really when how far do I go before I say I'm now wasting time? You know. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that those those were the things that I that I've seen. I, I have to say that uh, ultimately, um, Cam has become a much better person. There's no problem there. But definitely for me to, I think this year, and even though I speak about how short life is every single year, this year was the first year where it has become a reality. Mm. And th that's what I said to Veronique. The um, the weight loss was not only just driven by those kind of uh, uh, moments, but it's also going to stay. I said to Vinic, it will stay because some of the clothes that I bought at the end of the year, they, I can't even wear them now. They, they were so buggy, buggy, even at the seminar. And I thought, that's it. And I'm still going down because I've now made that, that point that time, you know, that, that decision. And, and I think that was the biggest one. What about uh, memorable in terms of worldwide moments? Do you have one? Ooh. I mean, besides the fact that this year we, we got the COVID vaccine, right? So, mm. where everyone's vaccinated. And even though 95% of us vaccinated now, um, we, we almost vaccinated. We've had more cases than ever. So fucking glad I went. <laughs> I knew, ah! I knew I can wind him up there if I just said, said the word COVID. He's, he's gone now. So he's, glad my double vaccinated son's got COVID, you fucking things. God. I've got COVID. Yeah, Jack's whole family's got COVID. Yeah, but uh, you're very, very, he's very lucky because with the vaccine, he's got less uh, impact. I'm, I'm very lucky that I only get to see my son once a fortnight. So missing him this Christmas, I'm going to miss him, but it's, that's, life yeah. right so yeah. um mm. in, in that sense and he's he's the only one his whole family's tested positive and he hasn't because he hasn't yet and he probably will today tomorrow or the next day they're co they're lockdown 
hasn't started yet. Everyone in the family needs to test positive. But but he, I'm he, so glad we all got double vaxxed and now we all need 16 more vaccinations. No, 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 no. That's, that's, the, that's the one thing that the, uh, the, the people who uh, the unvaxxed really didn't, didn't really think of is that really did they think that it was going to be finished, that they could really sit down there and then people were going to get it? Because Someone brought up in Parliament today, TL, or yesterday that maybe we should look at charging the unvaccinated for their Did hospital Did we talk board, about right? it? Did no, we talk we didn't. about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, but the one argument we never thought of at the time, and we probably fucking should have, we don't, we're, we're a country built on paying taxes and getting free healthcare, right? So people smoke and get lung cancer and where they get treated for free in hospital and people are obese and have heart issues and they get treated for free in hospital. And we know that smoking's going to kill you and we know that having a poor diet and everything's going to make you fat. So... Why should we be charging the unvaccinated for hospital beds when we don't charge smokers or fat people or anyone else? That was a Jackie Lambie actually come up with that argument when because they're they're talking about it. Jackie Lambie is looking at her constituent and go, well, there's more on that side. This is where I go. But really, for me, uh, answer the question. In, in urgent times, do you have to take urgent measures? Here is the thing. A lot of people saying it's unethical to do that and it's wrong and a whole lot. Now, go and tell the guy who's supposed to have a heart surgery that it's been postponed that he can't have it. Go and tell the guys that are having to go to hospital for a procedure that has been booked out a long time ago and that they can't do it. You now tell me it's unethical. You now tell me that it's immoral. Yeah. All right. So I think that there's no problem with like... if you Does that get, happen every day? How many times is someone missing... If you get if you get the thing and it's a a, a, a the more that we have in uh, infections the more we're going to allow the this mutation to happen right right now we're very lucky with this omicron apparently it's mild it's uh, it doesn't get you into hospital that much even though we still have more people in the hospital but it's not really uh, under ICU uh, position but really we this is the urgent thing mate we are for the moment slogging all the future tax money on our children's back. Mm. What, what about the people? I have no problem. And we said it before. I have no problem that the unvaccinated says, I don't want it. I get it. It's called personal freedom. And, and, and as we spoke about it last week, my children, the, the, the two young ones, they're not having it. And, but if they do have to go to hospital, I'll pay for it. I got no problem. So we have to accept that. But, but just as much as like, you know, you send your kids to a ski, they break their leg, you know, they have to go to hospital. We have to yeah. pay for hospital bed. I, I sent my wife to a private hospital when she delivered the twins. May I have to pay for two anesthetists, the, you yeah, know, yeah. The, the hospital bed, the whole lot. I think that it needs to be done. Everyone's free. <laughs> then we're not going to overload the system. And then we, we have for the moment healthcare um, workers who actually had enough. This is two years of crap. And what they see is they sacrificing their time. They putting all their time into helping the population. But on the other hand, people are saying, you know what? Stuff you. I come in and most of the hospital beds are, by, by the way, taken by unvaxxed. Exactly. Unvaxxed. I think a lot of us don't realize that the, the stats on um, sort of medical diagnosis have dropped considerably. I mean, before COVID, there was, I think within a 12 month period, 270 odd thousand cases of cancer reported. 
in the last 12 months, there was like 65,000. Yeah. Because people haven't been able to get to their GP for, for exactly. diagnosis. Uh, I think so the general, the general avail availability of, of medical practitioners have, has been, you know, cut by a quarter because mm -hmm. of the fact of COVID. And, I, mm -hmm. and whether it's hospital beds, and we're not seeing the repercussions that are going to come for all those people who have been put off for the last two years yeah. for the selective surgeries, whether it's knees or hips or for, for, for whatever. I don't know, whatever it is. Yeah, the, the hospitals are going to be smashed for the next two, three, four, five years playing catch-up. Yeah, but not only that, Chris, they're saying that for the next two, three, four, five years, the amount of people that are going to die from breast cancer, bowel cancer, skin cancer. There you go every other cancer because they haven't been able to have their normal checkups as they would every other year because COVID wouldn't allow or this took preference or whatever, you couldn't travel or whatever the situation was. So the, the domino effect, we haven't even seen the beginning of the domino effect yet. So Cam's argument, I mean, I, I, you know, I agree with the fact with Jackie Lamby, we live in Australia that our Medicare system is free for all, you pay your rights and blah, blah, blah. However, I mean, majority of the, the uh, issues that people go to hospital with are everyday issues mm -hmm. and not issues that have hit the society overnight. Um, let's call it overnight. I get that, yeah. mate, but there'll still be someone with lung cancer that's taking the bed of somebody else that needs it okay, more urgently. What if that lung right? cancer wasn't from smoke? What if the obesity was from a thyroid? What if the... Our alcoholism was yeah, from what if? abuse. I mean, there's a lot of what ifs. There's a lot of what ifs. What if? But I'm just saying there's a different point of view. Out. What about if it was melanoma? Because we live in Australia and Australia's got the highest rate of melanoma in the yeah. world, right? Mm. Because we live in Australia and I'm going out in the sun, I should have to pay for my bet? No, I mean, it's, let's be real. We know that smoking is going to kill you. Forget smoking, just talk about something else. No, dad, as long as it's, it's someone, so, we don't let, have let's to. Talk, let's talk about a kid who's who, who needed a transplant right I now. I get it, I get it. I wasn't even saying I agree with Jackie Lemmy. I'm just saying there's two sides to the well, argument. There is two sides to the coin. The, the smoke, is, what, the smoke is one one of the facets. Oh, obesity is one, mate. Smoking's one. You rattle them off, they're all self-inflicted, right? The amount of smoking, people who are fat, the amount of people who are... Hey, the amount of people who are fat because of a thyroid versus the amount of people who are fat and blame their thyroid is a completely different thing, right? I've got a malfunctioning thyroid. I've got a malfunctioning thyroid. It's nothing to do with the 18 pizzas I eat a week, for fuck's sake. Right? Mm. Oh, it is. How many? Oh, mate, I used to, don't forget I used to work in the fitness industry. Every second person had a thyroid problem, all right? No, they had a fat, lazy problem. And now I've got it, and that's good. That's all right. Catch. I'm going to get my thyroid checked. I've checked everything else, and I haven't had my thyroid checked. Maybe that's well, it. So, so we're now talking about all right. So, where do we see 2022? So, 2022. Where is that heading? Yeah, I knew that question was coming. I've been sitting here for the last ten minutes trying to come up with an answer, and as of to, I've got no idea because we're in a situation right this second where it's a changing. Like we had 5,000 cases today. I, I was still voting we're back in lockdown. I reckon we're back in lockdown the first quarter of next year. Aren't masks back tomorrow? Didn't that mandate come through today that from the Premier that masks are No, back? you voided masks. The QR codes are back. Oh, so masks, masks are back in Victoria. 
Queensland. I reckon first quarter of next year we're back in. We've had a lockdown between now and March next year. Well, I guess at, at, at this current rate, is it not? I, I can't remember exactly what I read today. But I don't think so. Yeah. They're all going back. All the countries are going back that are getting it massive, and we, we're jumping up. And Peritits is hiding on for as long as he can without. But I, 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 I actually agree. Like I agree with him, right? I, I walked into Westfield yesterday and felt like a leper because I was one of the only people not wearing a mask. Like the, the everyone's been scared into wearing a mask. And then I thought maybe it's just because the central coast is starting to spike. But then I was at Hornsby today and same thing. Like I felt like, and people have been scared into not wearing. I was wearing... at Miranda Westfield this morning, mate. Then absolutely, there was be eighty percent of the people were wearing masks. Sorry, sorry, Louisa, I interrupted you. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think I was sort of thinking. I about... just think he's losing his point. I think Paratit's come out strong, and everyone was like, "Yep, we're good." I'm oh, sorry, I cut you off, Louise. Not. Um... That's okay. I'm so used to it by now. It's okay. Half the time I forget what I'm going to even say, so I'll just I'll just listen to you guys talk, and I'll just sit back here and spectate. No worries. Uh. I'm at, I'm at. I can't even exactly remember where we were going. Quite <laughs> but I, think I was talking about the fact that it is that the, the rates are not quite doubling, but every three days it's close to that, you know. And so, where are we the first quarter of 2022? God only knows. God only knows. I, I, I really, I really don't know, but I can't. If things keep going the way they are. We'll get to a point. Yeah, Sorry, Louise. People are sometimes don't cut like, Louise uh, off. We hate it when people cut Louise off. She's spinning, she's spinning. So, people <laughs> are watching us because we do make good predictions. So, what do you think? 2022? 2022 for the first part of the year. I would not be surprised if we're back in lockdown. I wouldn't be surprised if we're back homeschooling. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Look, I don't. I, th I think the amount of unvaxxed people. I, I don't think they're going to change their mind. I think there's five percent of the population. No, I know, Cam, but hear me out for God's sake. They're not going to change. They're still going to be as staunch as ever. They're still going to stand their ground. You know, I heard somebody saying today. You know, if they bring back masks and they bring back a mandatory check-in, it's war. They're going to war. Like they're just done with it. Like we've had. Strict, 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 freedom, freedom, freedom. And suddenly it's like, wait That's a minute. That's freedom. It's a song of your heart. Sorry, Johnny Farnham took over. Shut up. We haven't had freedom. We've had no freedom. Yeah, but, but look, for some people, it has been freedom. Some people, it has. Like you look at Victorians that have spent 182 days in isolation, uh, not isolation, in lockdown. The, the fact that they can leave their house is freedom, you know. And that's what I've been saying to people. Like, there's a lot of people up here. You, the amount of people up here in Port right now is scary. Like, it is scary. Like, I, I actually went somewhere the other day and for the first time in a long time, I actually felt my anxiety just... Because even though we've been always a society where, and, and, and particularly up here, we've always had a lot of people here and a lot of things happening and it's always been busy to some extent, we haven't had that for, for a while. And I suddenly found myself going, oh, my God, like, where are all these people from? What's happening? And, you know, you start to think, you know, like, what could come of this? And you, I don't know. Like, it's I don't know whether it's just 
you you get so we've come become so used to just living the COVID way that you forget what it was like before COVID and suddenly you're like shit what is all this all about you know what why are those people like they're too close they're standing get away you're standing too close to me someone just hit my that's freedom we're getting away from the question so we're talking about prediction listen guys people every weekend are betting on horses 50 percent we've been right no we've been right chance that you're right or 50 percent chance you're wrong right People, whenever the rugby league season's around, probably Australians are betting uh, among themselves. Sometimes one of those games within the family and all that stuff. So, so what do you think, Chris? 2022 is that going to be something the same as 2021, or new things? Yeah, look, oh, this is what I think. And going to what Lou touched on about 95% of 5%. Out of that 95%, only two or three. There's two or three different shelves in that 95% that are vaxxed, right? I, I want to ask, wh when's the next election? May. May. Oh, he can we call it, he can call it any time. We will not go into lockdown before the next election. Ah, I thought not. the same May. thing, but the cases are getting high. We will, we will have introduction. We will have introduction of all the other mandatory restrictions, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, four square metres, all the other restrictions, masks, scanning, whatever it may be, we will not go into lockdown. Yeah. Okay. Anything That's else predict. predict? After that, uh, I predict I will still be as ugly as ever. Um, but apart from that, no. Real estate to come back 10 or 15% if it hasn't already? No, oh, I think it's going to flatten. I think it's just where we are, it's just going to flat and it's just going to stay stable. Yeah, where we are, we've already lost 10% in the last month. We've, we've been, been right about everything. Now, we've got to throw a few things out there because we've been right about everything so far, right? So no, we won't see any major. We all said in. My yeah. prediction, we're going to have a new strain. A new strain. A new strain. Oh, well done. We've had, we've had, well we'll done. Go out on a we'll have a new one. Number two, I know why they call us the lucky country so far. Because with Omicron and the, far, the speed it's going, we in summer, where Europe, it's winter. This is why they have to have Having an Omi Christmas. Right? Omi Christmas. I believe there won't be any lockdown. Um, but I believe that they are going to use the agenda to force our kids to be vaccinated. Mm. Yeah, yeah. fair call. I believe they're going to be making. Um, I said and, that podcast ago didn't we yeah yeah but but i think now they, they're going to start ramping that that, that wall um what is it bell and they're going to somehow get make us feel guilty that you know our kids could be the ones that's going to spread the next one mm. um i think that there will be uh death more death among now uh not the it's only the unvaxxed but maybe the elderly that we have Mm. Um, that were unvaxxed. So I think that there's going to be more more pain for uh, our community. Mm. Um, I, I, I don't believe that things are really going to be uh, restricted. Yeah, masks and things like this, probably they will be forced to do it. I think it's and, going to get to a point where we have to. And I believe that the uh, government will be getting people who are unvaxxed to pay either partly or fully for their hospitalization. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree on that. Yeah. I, I mean, going to have a crack. These are predictions, right? So you guys need to predict because now no, China's going to have a China's going to have a crack at Taiwan. May is getting into winter, I think. 
don't know if they're going to be. I reckon they're going to try and hold out long enough. The reason Peretic is holding out is because he's a Liberal Premier, right? So he's holding out as long as possible. Whereas Dan's already reinstituted masks. WA's already locked their borders. So politics is going to govern what happens with the COVID situation, like it has so far. I, I put, I we we predicted so we... we predicted this time last year that house prices would rise for the rest of this year, even though at the end of last year they were predicting drops, and we were right about that. I hundred percent is going to drop next year, I, I think, or it already has started. Um, yeah. By the election next year, we'll be ten percent lower than we were at this time. Right as I say this, and worldwide, I think China's going to have a shot at Taiwan, or that's going to get, I think. That's mm. going to get messier before it gets any China's better. China's got a lot of fronts to a lot of fronts they're going to face. You know, they got thirty China's billion bit, people by uh, there. All right, huge. If that's true. They got a lot to lose. <laughs> they got a lot um, of people. <laughs> more fodder in the fire. But um, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. Have you heard that this um, Omni Omicron is not as strong and it's not as potent as... Can we just call the wang out and saying there'll be a new strain? There's been a new strain every week for the last four weeks. Can you, mate, can you make a real prediction? The, no, but this is there's what 24 I'm, letters in the alphabet. This is what I'm saying. Is, is that what if the next one is a very robust one and when it hits you, it really gets you? No, I think the next one's where we have to vaccinate our pets because... This this one's the one where we've got to vaccinate our kids. Delta was the one where under 30s all of a sudden got it. This is the thing. You've got to follow the pattern, right? The first one, it was only old people. The second one, it was middle-aged people. Then it was under 30s. Now it's uh, you better better vaccinate your kids. And next will be dogs and pets. And we've got to keep Pfizer afloat, people. Keep Pfizer afloat. Keep Pfizer <laughs> But the uh, I, I don't know whether it's a prediction, but it is a, a very very sad time for the elderly, and I think that this is why Christmas uh, we we have to balance and, and try and do it. But when yeah. you if if you have uh, elders around you, it it's probably going to be very important to make them number one. I think that two years in a row, uh, when I mean, I have. Um, Try not to give them COVID. In, in, in Brussels, I have two nieces who just turned 18 and they celebrate their 18th birthday because in, in Belgium, 18 is, is a big time. My parents couldn't be around them. And how, how disgusting or how, how dreadful is it that when you have elderly people who should really spend that twilight years having a bit of fun with, with all of these little kids that somehow they had something to do with, yeah. And can only do it via Zoom, even though they live five minutes away from you. You know, Thomas, there's a saying in French, and obviously you know it, I only know it in English. It be it's um if the old could and the young knew. It's actually a French saying, right? So you would you would know it, right? So come bringing back to our Christmas sort of thing with what you just said, how good would it be if Everyone that turned 18 went and got advice from an 80-year-old or an 81-year-old mm. to say, you know, what's important in life? What? Because I'm sure as hell that even us at our age, we could learn something from those people. And there's such a wealth of knowledge there that we're not tapping into to, mm. to share back and forward. And what a gift 
what a gift at Christmas time for a for a grandparent to tell a an eighteen year old about life and what to expect and what not to worry about and what to worry about. What what a gift. I reckon it'd be wasted until they're forty, and then they go shit. That eighty year old bastard was right. Because, <laughs> you might be right because they're eighteen and know everything. I, all I know is for next year, I turn forty, and fair chance at my birthday, we're going to be singing and bad mistakes. <laughs> I've made a I've few. Made a few. <laughs> I've had my self respect kicked in my face. But I've come through. <laughs> Go on. He started singing and now he's ending it singing. This is not good. Not good. Hey, come on, people. I know sometimes, I know that sometimes my kids have asked me, like, you know, what uh, you ever thought of something for, for yourself for Christmas? And I know they're hunting for, you know. And sometimes I feel like saying to them, but I don't want to impose it onto them because I, I would love them to do it from their own free will. But I'm just thinking, my best present make my parents and, and, and my wife's parents feel like they the most important person in the world that day. Yeah, if you could do amazing. that, that would be my present. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Because is, what is it that they buy that I can't buy? Mm. <laughs> I, I want, I, if I want something, I get it. But seriously, what, what's the, the, uh, uh, the ability to just get onto the Zoom and then just get make them feel like you are so special because without you, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Uh, that, for me, would be a great present. I yeah. think far for me to be, give life advice, Thomas, but the best gift you could give is not sit at the Christmas table and go, fuck, I hate Christmas. All right. <laughs> you want to make people feel important around Christmas this time. It's just, just pretend to enjoy. Just pretend to enjoy. Just pretend to enjoy for your parents and Veronique's parents and, and your own kids. Just don't eat halfway through someone giving you a present. All right. Just just pretend to enjoy it. Okay. That's the greatest gift you can do this Christmas, Thomas Lahawang. Right. It was getting cold. The food was getting cold. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> and you were at a good everybody presents. He goes, Saggy presents. <laughs> Oh, uh, God. Anyway, you guys, are you guys doing anything special besides um, family time? Well, I did ask I did ask all you guys around my place. Two of you can make it. One, she just lives too far away and she's got too much on. And, excuses, mate. Excuses. excuses. So I, I thought we'd do a Richard Branson and sell her a, send her a helicopter to bring her down. But uh, Bold prediction, Chris. Bold prediction. It's two days after Boxing Day. We'll already be locked in. You reckon we'll be locked in? Oh. Oh. I reckon the day after Christmas, they're going to go. Nah, what happened? Okay, Kim. That's I'll, all right. I'm bold, hey, bold prediction. A week, a, a few weeks before we were due to fly out for our conference, we oh. got locked down, right? The middle of this year. And I put a bloody case of beer on it. And I fucking lost. So I'm not taking any more bets about lockdown. Uh, I had someone today. All. Someone today messaged their, their birth, their 30th birthday party was the 22nd of January. They've already cancelled it. If I had a bold prediction, it's that everyone's, look, all this shit is already affecting everybody's lives and, well, and I'm not cancelling my 40th because I think even at the harshest restrictions, you're allowed to have three people and that's about all I've got to come anyway. So <laughs> we'll be all right. But I reckon, mate, I reckon even Palaszczuk's going to get us through this Christmas. What and then two days later, two days later, the comrades will be back. I reckon 
there's a very good chance by the 28th that none of us are ever going to see each other again. Am I ever going to see your face see again? again? No way. Get the fuck off. Am Thomas, I? Can you just mute, mute him, will you? Please. No, no. What, what we have what we have is we have uh, almost herd immunity right now we are over it, uh, 95 percent almost <laughs> and and five thousand people are getting it a day we're not immune what not are you talking about uh, they're not gonna do it not uh, before the election yeah my not prediction the is that the i think that the machine's gonna start going over into overdrive as normally you guys agree with me i'm gonna be right for children to be vaccinated so i think that after christmas it's gonna start the machine's gonna go into overdrive and and and, but if they do this i tell you people gonna have to understand that they they have an agenda well it's political not necessarily for our children they won't understand So, so just this week just this week um my my son my youngest son who's 14 my daughter who's nearly 21 and steve all had an appointment at the doctor okay just this week different things obviously they let my daughter and my right. son in because they're fully vaccinated they actually refused to let steve in the doctor surgery because he's not vaccinated so even the doctors are starting to make a stance as to go you know what unvax and she actually said listen i know you need to see me but the risk of you coming in here unvaccinated is too high to the rest of the patients. So we're not actually letting you in. So either go find another doctor or talk to me on the phone, but I can't take you. It's too high risk of giving all those people who are giving each other COVID COVID. My bloody son is double vaccinated (laughs) with Moderna and guess what he's got? Yeah, I know. I know. And, And there's lots of people, there's lots of people I'm hearing of, five people a day in Port Macquarie now, which over the whole COVID time, you're lucky to have five people in Port Macquarie at all with COVID. I'm hearing of five people a day who are double vaxxed who are getting COVID. But they're That's not 96% dying. of the population. They're not ending up in hospital. They're not dying, but they're testing positive. So that not that the whole point of the vaccination? You know, and that's what I don't No, it's to protect your elders. No, it's to make, to make it mild. Exactly. It? it was to... Take the pressure off the hospital system, not overcrowd our hospitals, not to have mass deaths on deaths. And, you know, like, as is the same for every vaccination, you know, if we didn't have a vaccination. All right. We're getting to now the last five minutes of our podcast for the year. So let's talk about this. The uh, bottle of wine. The bottle of wine, the winning bottle of wine for this year. For, is this overall or is this, for this for this tie break? For this tie break, is Chris Dinola. Yay! <laughs> you notice, Chris, they did not budge. <laughs> they, I was suddenly like, what did he bring? No, it doesn't matter. It's a all right. Before I say this, so what, what are we deciding about Lou? Because Lou made a very good point. I started the trend and can follow the trend. And, and then I did. was doing this. So do we let Louis bottle in? Lou, I'll ask you a simple question. Was it advertised at 105? On my kid's dying oath, it was advertised at $105. Mm. Okay, well. You're a shit negotiator, is what you're doing. No, <laughs> so I thought giving the guy at Dan Murphy's to even give me a $5 discount so I could 
meet the $100 deadline was, was a good score, but he gave me a $6 discount, which brought me in at 99. But stop digging your bloody grave loop. Right. right. It was a $105, $6 discount. Right. That's it. 105. It was advertised at 105. I paid $99. The champions. No (laughs) time for losers. No time for Louis. He is the verdict. The win the winning wine for this week is at 4.47 average, Louise. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the only time when he's silent. Like, he hasn't been silent. The whole podcast is silent. He's trying to think of what to say. He's singing, Ken. So, Louise, you escape. Ken, you have lost. Actually, you're, you're very lucky because you're seeing Chris and I in a few days, which means you don't even have to mail that bottle. Make sure you spend this post that you would spend on Louise on our bottles. <laughs> and I heard him so quiet. <laughs> Are you happy? Are you satisfied? You fucking cheated here. I don't know where the first went. Well, I should have drank beer. Oh. <laughs> okay. Another one bites the dust. That's correct. Another one bites the dust. So, Louise, you've done very, very well because uh, your, your, your wines, minimum was 4.4. Everything else was 4.5. You've done amazingly well. You've done amazingly well to buy a $150 bottle of wine in a $100 no, 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 wine no, no, comp- no. She actually said it was advertised at 105 And you had the art series that was 110 or something, and you got it down to below 100 So... So in, in the whole scheme of things, Cam, it was advertised at 105 and I got a $6 discount. You said you got a $10 discount last time. So you actually out-discounted me. So you're the better negotiator. I'll give you that. But my wine just happened to be better. Sorry, buddy. She's good. She's good. Hey, people, it's been uh, Merry Christmas. really a, a great privilege. Unfortunately, Star Trek doesn't deliver the platform with you guys. I think in the last, do you know, I say this. We, we have made a lot of prediction that work that, that they have come through. We've had enormous amount of uh, discussions. I personally have grown every single week that we've done this together. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been now almost three years. And every single time I just uh, find something more refreshing. Some people said to me, well, you know, but you guys are a bit controversial. And I go, controversial it, relating related to what? Com- you know, it, it's about us expressing what we, feel like we want to express to the three or four of us. And so we're not here to be controversial. We're just here to say, do you know what? We, we, we human beings, we also have opinions. And I have to say, a, a lot of people like you, um, um, Cameron, for, I mean, especially the unvaxxed clowns, the, then a, a lot of people like Louise, because uh, she stands up uh, against you and 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 um, really uh, is telling is sending a message that you know hey do, don't don't bully me 
a lot of people like you, Chris, because I think that you are very balanced in your between your uh, female and male energy. Mm. And uh, defense piling company and, loves him. And no, and, and, I, and I think that is. the message that you're sending out to a lot of people is you don't just have to be men or women. You 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 can be a man, but having that ability to feel what uh, ladies are, are, are maybe thinking. And I, I think, but the one Thank thing you. I really love Thank about you. us is is even though we're having the, the banter on online, we we really good mates and and we've grown to to love you, uh, Louise. Um, even though we we still cry over Megan, but we 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 wish we could be five, but. She's had she's had commitment and uh, and I think that you you're doing a bloody good job, Louise. Thank you so so much for Thank being part of the four. Thank you. I think we were better without her. But anyway, <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> all of us can attest. No, all of us can attest to the fact that every single conversation we have on here is no different to the conversation we have behind closed doors, and the difference between us and the people who say we're being controversial is we're just having the conversation you're having over your dinner table, right? Exactly. We're just open enough or brave enough or whatever you want to put it to put it in a public forum where fuck yeah. the consequences, right? Because this is how everyone is talking. Everyone is allowed to have a difference of opinion. Everyone is allowed to have an opinion, not even a difference of opinion. And yeah. the people that are scared to come on here and are scared to talk and are scared to contribute and are scared to share it, should be scared to talk around their own dinner table because that's all that's happening. And if you're pretending anything different, you're full of shit. You're a hundred percent full of shit. If you're not having this conversation behind closed doors. Right. So that's the thing people need to remember. You're hundred percent right. That's the thing people need to remember. We're having the conversations that a lot of people are probably too scared to have, whether it's within their family. No, they're having it every day. They just won't do it live. Right. They're having this conversation. They are bitching and moaning and complaining behind everyone's back and, and, and oh, listen, I wish this would be different, but I'm not going to say I wish it'd be different because that might hurt my business or that might hurt the next sale or that might hurt this and that might hurt that. And I know early doors, like for, for Thomas LaHuang to be sitting on here in a Facebook Live and putting himself out to the fucking universe yeah. In a in the position he's in, no, I'm I'm deadly serious about it. Yeah, like right, the old school of the old school of thinking never would have allowed it to happen. But no. you know what? I've said it for a long time. If you don't like us for what we say on this podcast, I don't want to sell your house anyway. So yeah. it doesn't matter, you know. Like we we need to be able to have opinions as human beings. And the other and, thing, and the other thing is too, we also we are also always being proud of the fact of our transparency with each other and, and everybody. And I think that's the thing, as much as you and I banter here, if people seen us in real life, you and I probably get on the closest or the most in the whole group because we no, we've had the same arguments, Lou. I know because we've we're had so the same. That's the point. We <laughs> argue in real life too, because. No, you know what? We're the yin and the yang. We're the dark and the light. We're controversial. We've got, we've got a we're not controversial. We're just having the conversations in we, public you know, to each other. We we we, con we we contradict each other. What you know? We've got our own opinions, but that is the beautiful thing. And you know what? Without that, without that headbutting, you don't grow. You don't become better. You don't become more. And that's what I've got out of this. From what Tom was just saying, I've got more than what I've given. It's fantastic. I yeah. love it. I love but you guys. Also, it's amazing. 
yeah, but we also have each other's back. And I have to think back and if I can answer one more thing to the most memorable moment of the year, at our leadership conference just recently at midnight, singing Take Me Home Country Road. If that was not <laughs> I think that actually takes the cake. I was the other day driving home and I was straight back there in that moment and I was like, this is the anthem of 2021, if not anything else. So I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> hey, thank you guys. Celebrate and say goodbye to 2021 with, with the best uh, yeah. seven days to come. And we'll see each other in 2022.